are now locked in and listening to The Issue. This guy is a franchise quarterback, and no, I don't want to hear any pushback on that. It, it feels like a top 10 roster to me. It feels like it can win a championship. This is The Issue. Yo, what's up? We are back. It is The Issue. It is Thursday, January 10th, and we have another fantastic episode of The Issue here for you today. Playoff episode number one. So we're getting into the NFL playoffs. Perfect time to drop our merchandise. The big thing that we've been rolling out now for about uh, a month and a half, two months, getting everything situated for it. It is here. Um, go to theissuesports.com. Check out everything we have there in the shop. We're wearing them today. So Tim, wearing the Pray for the Parlay shirt. Uh, you can get that in a multitude of colors. Um, I think black, gray, hoodie, and shirt. Yes. Oof. So got options Oof. there. And then I'm wearing the Josh Allen Winter Soldier shirt. Um, Going to carry the Bills through the playoffs. So Probably. Hey. He's Superman, of course, because he's the Winter Soldier. And if you're part of Bills Mafia, if you're not wearing the shirt, you're just simply not doing the playoffs right. So make sure you go to theissuesports.com. Link can be found everywhere. Can I get a Danny Dime shirt, you think? I think it might be might yeah. be something we need to talk about. Yeah. So what's going to go on with these two? So like when you go to the website, you're going to see all the different shirts. Obviously, the stuff um, with the issue branding on it that you've seen us wear on the show, you'll be able to buy all of our show shirts, hoodies, stuff like that. Some new stuff that we have dropped too. And then we have our graphic shirts. So we have the Josh Allen Winter Soldier one. We have the Pray for the Parlay one, and then we have the Joe Burrow uh, Daddy Joe one with. Uh, Patrick Mahomes sitting on his shoulders. Fantastic shirt. Uh, so, you know, Cincinnati will uh, will like that one. So go check those out on the website. But these three will rotate. So they will be somewhat limited edition. Every month to two months, uh, we will have new ones that hit the store. But a uh, good episode today. So we're going to start out with Tim's rant like we normally do. Uh, Aaron Rodgers instability in green bay it's kind of been flooding the news the last couple of days we thought we'd come on talk about that first and then we will have hits and misses to finish up the first segment and then getting into the second segment we're going to be ranking all of the nfl playoff teams so going you know one through 14 one through 14 why stop at 10 regardless of seeding who we think are the best playoff teams we're putting them in order also though like that doesn't mean that they're like just just because you have somebody lower than another team and they play and that doesn't mean you, there still can't be an upset. So I know, right, yes. I know people are going to be like, well, you have somebody above somebody, but you have the lower team, the worst team, beating them. And I'm like, okay, but it's called an upset for a reason because yes. I think that the team that upsets. lost was still a better team overall. Though. Yes. So. Uh, and then we'll be finishing out the second segment with the news like we normally do. And then in the third segment, we will have our predictions for w- round one of the playoffs in the NFL will be really good. And then we're going to get into a little bit of a quarterback carousel, some landing spots for some potential big free agents. But one of the biggest free agents is Aaron Rodgers. And I know that you had well, some thoughts on that coming into this week. That's the thing. He's barely even a free agent, right? Sign a three-year contract. Only only played through one year of it, but the team said, we don't have one three-year contract with Aaron. We have three one-year contracts with Aaron, right? So, right, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers lost. Obviously, we, we, we know that. That's why we're talking about it. That's why, that's why it's important. Big brand, superstar. That's why we talk about Aaron a lot. That's why we talk about, like, Baker to L.A. That's a yeah. big name to a big city, right? So, talk about big brands, big names, because they're important. But it's interesting, Pat. Uh, the Packers once again lost at home as a favorite against a warm or an indoor team, right? So you had Tampa, warm weather team, and San Francisco, and, and now Detroit. And other playoff games are basically what was a playoff game. That was a win and in scenario. That's a playoff game. It's a playoff game. In every industry, right, we value value, right? In terms of, oh, well, is it a real estate, right? Is it a good property? Well, I don't know, but it's, it's got value. It's got value depending on location, depending on, you know, the trend of the market in that area, right? Are you getting a movie theater over here? Are you getting uh, shops, you know, restaurants, right? There's value in every industry. There's a reason that college students generally find jobs pretty easy, right? They're much more cheaper and more efficient labor than, you know, the 59-year-old, you know, 30-year-old veteran in the company who's getting probably double the pay that the new guy is and is probably going to do a slightly less work right because he's 
probably not as motivated when you've been there for 30 years, right? And you got five more years. You're looking, you're checking your 401k. Like, I got five more years, right? Let's apply the same idea to Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers situation. Now, we don't know how good Jordan Love is. We don't. I don't think he's a total bust. I think he's shown progress. You know, he's got a plus arm, plus mobility. He's got a Hall of Famer he's been learning from. He's got a nice offensive coach. I think LaFleur's overrated, but he's a nice coach. Right? A a really nice O-line, right? So he is probably not a total bust. But I also feel he's probably not a superstar. Right? I don't think he's like a a top 10 type of guy. Top 12-ish? Probably. Probably. Because if he was, I think the Packers probably would have moved off Aaron. Right? Love is cheaper. They gave up draft capital. And let's be honest, I think we all know that the Packers organization would like to not have the thorn of Aaron Rodgers in their side, you know, almost every offseason, right? Like, going forward, now their decision is... Do we move off Aaron and play Jordan Love, or do we let Aaron hold us hostage for another offseason? Right, so if Jordan Love could play, and if he was a superstar, he would already be playing. So he's somewhere in the middle. He's probably not a bust, probably not a superstar. So what's what's middle of the league, right? Anywhere from, I don't know, like 12 to 16th in the league is probably what we would consider average quarterbacks. Your Kirk Cousins, your Derek Carrs, your Jared Goff, right? Let's land on that last one, Jared Goff. The perception is that Goff is not even on the same level as Aaron Rodgers. And now, talent-wise and career-wise, he's probably not. right? Obviously, Aaron multiple MVP, Super Bowl, right? Not the same player career-wise. But it's interesting you look, right? Aaron versus Goff. For those of you who are watching, the stats are right here. For those listening, right? Both completed about 65%. Goff threw for more per game, had a better touchdown-interception ratio, and a higher pass rating than Aaron. Right? Not even all that close, to be honest with you. Now, again, Aaron's a better talent, better career player. I'm not saying that Goff is this, this Hall of Fame-level guy. That's not what I'm saying. But let's circle back to the value proposition. You don't think with that plus O-line in Green Bay, that run game, that defense on the rise, young, promising wide receivers on the rise, nice, solid cap space to go get another good veteran piece, maybe not outstanding, but a good B-plus veteran piece with some nice cap space if you move on from Aaron. You don't think Jordan Love can at least be close to those golf numbers statistically? You think you don't think he could be somewhere between the 12th and 16th best quarterback in the league? With that, he's got the talent to do it. He's got an offensive coach, good roster. He's in the NFC, right? So you can't tell me he can't. He's that won't be somewhere anywhere in between Goff and Aaron with those stats, right? Like, if you're losing to the Lions to fall below 500 on the last day. Of, or the last, the very last game of the regular season and missing the playoffs. Or even losing at home in the playoffs in the first round as the number one seed off a bye. Can't you do that with Jordan Love? Do you, do you have to, you know, play, play puppet to this, to, to Aaron, this superstar quarterback who's kind of prickly and doesn't even show up for offseason stuff and openly goes out and does drugs in the offseason. Look, like that's fine. Do whatever you want to do. Right? But like, oh, do you do you wanna do you wanna hit your wagon to that again? When you're you keep getting the same thing? You're telling me you can't just lose in the first round with Jordan Love? Right? All things considered, I think Jordan Love could do that one hundred percent, right? With a cheaper price tag, less headaches. Look again, all things considered, look, look at the draft capital given up for love. I'm just gonna waste that? Look at the picks you'd be able to get for Aaron to help surround Love. How about the performance of the team? Like, it's is it not time to move? Does it not feel right to move off from Aaron right now? I would argue yes for all the following reasons I just outlined. I think you can get to the same level you're getting right now. Again, for a much cheaper price tag, less headaches. You can go get draft capital for Aaron. You can start to move forward with your franchise. Right? They did that with Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. Right? Like... Brett Favre went to an NFC Championship game after he left Green Bay, right? Like, he wasn't, he was on the way to getting washed. He was very much a headache, just like Aaron is now. But you know what Green Bay said? Brett, we love you. You've done a great job. Thank you for everything. We gotta, we gotta move forward, right? You can't just keep looking in the past, right? Look at Belichick and them. They keep looking in the past. No, no, no. You know what? We can win with a defensive coordinator coaching our offense. Okay. Okay. Have fun. Have fun. All right? With a young quarterback. Good luck, right? Again, you have to move forward. So is it not time? 
You're telling me you can't go 8-9 and nine and lose to the Lions in Week 18 with Jordan Love? I'll tell you you can. I'll tell you 100% you can. It's time to move on from Aaron, get cheaper, get younger, start a little bit of a reboot. You don't have to completely rebuild. Start a little bit of a reboot if you want any chance of being more than just a first-round disappointment in this league right now. Um, and has Aaron Rodgers not been the disappointment of the – his middle name has been disappointment for the past what, what, five to ten years. I mean, they haven't been able to yeah. muster much in Green Bay. Like, it's there's – a, there's a rate in any business, no matter where you get to, what you're talking about, what field. It applies everywhere. Where when it's not working, you got to start to assess. And you have to make decisions of change based on the trends that you're seeing. Um, you know, we've seen a big sample size from Aaron. And he had a lot of talent. But you get – not everybody ages like Tom Brady. Not everybody, not everybody can play at a 45. So you have to kind of – you know, Tom Brady can't be your standard, right? You can't look at Aaron and say, oh, he has four or five more years left. Because that's not everybody, first of all. So you have to start looking into the future, and you you could end up getting caught in a spot where, you know, it, it just gets really tough to get to that next guy without going through years and years and years of trying to find um, your, your next quarterback. And if you hang on to Aaron too long, it's just going to be even bumpier of a path. It's a tough decision. It's a tough decision. Packers are going to have to make it. We'll see if uh, if Aaron comes back. We'll see if he wants to come back. And if he does want to come back, we'll see if they want him back. But let's get into hits and misses. All right, let's go ahead, number one here. <clears throat> so we've seen it. Well, we've said it for a while, right? And we kind of it was kind of proved this weekend. But the Houston Texans, they're they're kind of an utter embarrassment of a franchise. Like they're they're awful, right? Now we expected this. Did we expect it to be this bad? So even in a game they technically probably should have lost to get the number one pick, they won. But they're still not like. Is there anything good about this franchise? I don't think so. Um, like, what what do you have to build around? That that's my first question, right? Like, if you're going to start a full rebuild, you you obviously need to, right? You need to completely blow it up, start over. But usually, you have like one piece that you'd like to keep and like build around a veteran right. in the room, and right. There's nothing. there's not even a coach to build. There's around nothing. Right no, there's no coach. There's no GM to build around. There's no owner to even. I mean, the owner botched Deshaun Watson's deal so bad. That it sent him to Cleveland. Do you know how down bad you have to be to get to sent go to, to Cleveland? Cleveland? To choose to go to Cleveland? God. I mean, yeah, they That's had to tough. screw some stuff up, right? They had to. <laughs> it's not a good organization. Again, we expected this, and we expected Houston to be really bad. We also expected I think I actually did a rant saying that Chicago would be the worst team in football, and, yeah. of course, they have the number one pick. So There you uh, go. There's a hit. Yeah, good for them, I guess. <laughs> All right, Mr. Bourne here. So I, I figured the Chiefs' offense would probably take a small step down after you lose Tyreek Hill, right? Like, we were like, oh, they'd be good. They still have Mahomes, Kelsey. Like, they'll still put up points. They're still one to, you know, to contend for but we were the like, division, the AFC, yeah. maybe even the championship. But, like, more of like an 11-6, and 10-7, and seven, you know, probably be scrapping. They'll lose a couple games because they won't get the easy touchdown over the top. Yeah. They're number one in yards and number one in scoring. Yeah, I, I expect – I was a little hesitant like, to what? think that the stats would be, like, top of the league still. Like, I thought – I knew they would win and I knew they would be fine. Right. But the stats are just like they have always been. It, it's, Mahomes. He, he's a trailer – he's a truck, not a trailer. A tractor, not a trailer. Pulls you know, team. so this is interesting, and we'll talk a little bit about it, but the whole, like, Daniel Jones thing. Like, everyone's talking yeah. about is Daniel Jones, like, a, a franchise quarterback. I'm not sure – I'm 50-50, but I will say, if you're skeptical, like, look at what Mahomes has done. Like, that's, if you have to ask, you probably don't have the guy. Yeah. Like, Mahomes just wins no matter what. Josh Allen, no matter what. Herbert, doesn't matter. Burrow, doesn't matter. Like, if you have to ask, Trevor Lawrence overcoming Jacksonville. Yeah. If you have to even think about it, it, is he the guy? Right, so it's interesting. It's interesting. I'm just not 100% sold on Daniel Jones. I don't know. We'll get to that. We'll get to that later in the uh, in the third segment here. So, hit number two. Partial hit, partial miss here. So, we went went 2-2 two and two on bets this week. Nice 50-50. So, we hit on the Giants and the Bills. Giants had at like plus 14 and a half, which was a lock. Yep. I mean, it, look, end of the season, you know, fatigue, resting some starters, injuries, right? The Giants weren't even starting their top quarterback, and they still came within six. So week, week eight divisional is the games hardest are, week to bet too. Yeah, divisional games are close, but then of course on the flip side, the Bills are that much better than New England. I knew they'd play inspired. Got two uh, kickoff returns for a touchdown, so we had them at like minus seven and a half, something like that. That opening uh, kickoff return was insane. Insane, by the way. yeah. And then they lost 
we lost on the Raiders and the Bucks, and then we pushed on plus three on the Chargers. So two, two, and one, not bad. But we finished the year slightly above 500, so we'll take, take it. it. Not take losing. It. I did. That's a win, I guess. That's a win. Yes. Yeah, I'll take that. Um, you know, any day we can at least, you know, make some money for the people that listen. I, I'm happy. So at least we made you money more this year than we lost you money. Think of it like that. That's true. That's true. Not by much, but barely. Uh, that, that, that's what's important. We'll, we'll take it to the offseason, watch some film, you know. Watch some film. <laughs> we'll take it and uh, we'll get be a back theater next room, year. watch the film. All right. Uh, so, Mr. Mature, generally speaking, right, Super Bowl runner ups kind of take a step down the following year. Uh, and then talented teams that have had a rough year rebound really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for the N- or, so I'm sorry for the AFC North, right? We thought the Ravens would be more of a force. And to be fair, when they had Lamar, they were ahead. They were at the top of the division. When they had Lamar, they were playing pretty well. But that franchise this year is just weird. Like I think they've lost their way a little bit with Lamar. He hasn't practiced in a month. I know mean, he's banged up, but like not at all. Like, no practice in a month. It's tough. He doesn't have an agent, so they're kind of trying to negotiate with just him. It can get weird. You know, feelings can get hurt. And then for the Bengals, have they gotten better since the Super Bowl? I think so. Like, I think they've gotten better. There was was almost no Super Bowl hangover a little bit early in the year, but Joe Burrow had a major surgery like three weeks before the season. So I don't even even worry about that. Um, It's been impressive how they've been able to turn it around, yes. Uh, It's crazy. The Lamar thing is just a huge question mark to me, though. I have no idea what they're going to do. Because, like, they are in such a tight... That's a tough situation. No matter what decision you make, it could either end up horrible or fantastic. And, And the line to walk is... You know, because, like, if you hold on to him and he gets hurt again and you guarantee him all that money, then you're screwed. If you hold on to him right. and he has another MP, uh, MVP caliber season, then nice. But if you let go of him and he goes and does and the does same the thing same for thing, a different yeah. team, then you're like, ah, son of And then you yeah. can't draft a quarterback. Or you draft the next quarterback and he's ten times better than Lamar, which would be tough to do, but it could happen. And there is there are so many, like, different variables and things that can go wrong in that situation. I wouldn't want to touch it. Yeah, well, it's, it's like, what do you do? So... First of all, he doesn't have his own agent, which is really, really weird. And he's kind of become, like, detached from the team a little bit this year. But this is the first year he's done that. In previous years, he's been a really, really good leader. He's gotten better almost every year. He's improved upon his passing almost every year. It is. He wins yeah. 75% of his games when he's healthy. Like, how do you make that decision? It's just... And he's yeah. healthy a lot, too. And it is weird, the no agent thing. It's, it's just, weird. It's really tough to negotiate a contract when, like, you know... It, Feelings can get hurt really, really quickly. Those those contract negotiations, they might you can love a quarterback, but you're also like you have to point is, out the flaws. You have you to, have to right? look at the imperfections. We, that's why there's an agent because then the agent, okay, okay, takes everything that was said, sugarcoats gives it the, a little bit, gives the player what they need to know. Hey, look, they they like you. They want to want you to improve a little bit upon this, but overall, like really, really nice. This is with their offer. All this, right? Instead of the quarterback coach sitting down and being just like, I just hate what you do here, right you now, right? And so it's. Yeah, if you're right across from you're like, hey, like you get hurt a lot and we can't trust you, like that doesn't really feel good. That no. doesn't feel good. But the the agent could be like, hey, so the, what they're thinking is, you know, a little more off season uh, rehab, you know, right? Take care of the body a little bit yeah. more. We're gonna send you to do this a little bit, not instead of just taking the brunt <laughs> yeah. force of so, that news. So it's 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 odd. I'm not sure what to make of that situation. Uh, hit number three here. I have finished eleven six and one. Whatever. In predictions, um, I am that guy. I am, I am not him. That guy. Uh, I'm just saying. Look, so here, I mean, we got it. Very, very simple log. Luke, Tim, right? we just go down the list, records each week. It feels good, to be honest with you. It, it does. I, you <laughs> know, I gained a uh, a three game lead in week seven. Didn't look back. Never let it shrink below a three game lead. And, and for that, I'm proud. And uh, it feels good. That's all I'm saying. I already did, I already did my victory lap. We already had my our Super Bowl thing, which evidently is copyright, but whatever. Yeah, thanks for that, YouTube. Um, that was fun. But uh, either way, I mean, there's not much I can say other than that's embarrassing. Uh, I have to, I have to, I hold myself to a higher standard. Right? We we were winning last year, a little bit of a hangover. Um, so we are gonna, we're watching film. We're rolling out the cart. We're sitting down. It's gonna be a very critical film session. You got to get um, the uh, like the the athlete interview like responses. Look. It's not what we expected. The team. Um, it was a hostile environment. Look, out we, there. <laughs> we we prepare hard all week and uh, and to come out there and, and and put forth that type of performance. It's it's not it's not our team. It's not, not our, our standard. It's no. not up to our standard. And we just got to do it. Got to do the player interview answers. Hey, we're one and one now though. So uh, we'll, one and one. Somebody will take a lead next year. That'll be good. All right, Mister Three. 
Uh, we had the Giants as one of the worst teams in the league coming into the year. I figured I'd like Daniel Jones, but I think he's too far gone. His fumble issue, his interception issue is a real problem. I don't love the offensive line. I think their weapons are underwhelming. Saquon, I can't rely on his health. And outside of the front four, I don't trust anyone on the defense. Uh, it's hard to. <laughs> well, we were wrong. So they're a playoff team, and uh, they actually have some direction with Daniel Jones. And I don't know. Call me crazy. We'll talk about it in the third segment. But they're... It's not as easy just to say Minnesota's been a better team all year. They're going to win. It's not that easy. It's going to be a very intriguing matchup. It's pretty easy. Um, Like I said, we'll talk later about it. We'll see. We'll see. (laughs) We have a differing opinion on this game. We'll get to that. We will see. Um, But but nonetheless, they're a playoff team and an interesting one at that. Didn't expect it. Good for the Giants. Good for Brian Dable. Congratulations to them. But uh, that is hits and misses going into super, not just wildcard weekend, Super wild card weekend. Which is going to be very fun. No more red zone, though, so that kind of stinks. But Yeah, I'm going to miss Scott Hansen. Oh, I'm going to have to wait all the way until September to see that guy next. But uh, we will uh, see you guys in the second segment on the other side of this break. We're going to be ranking all the NFL playoff teams and get you some news. Second segment. The 12th now, right? Is that right? Uh, the 10th. Or I guess 12th, yes. No, yeah, it is the 12th. Yep. That's a new year, so, you know, you get mixed up. The fact that it's already 2023. Insane. I don't know if I like it or not. It's. uh... I've written it on a couple papers and a couple documents, and it feels weird. I'll say that, but, you know, so did 2022. Making the, uh, when we're posting the episodes, going to, like, put the dates in for everything, it feels a little bit weird. Um, Hit 2023. I almost messed up and put 2022 last time, but don't worry, guys. Caught it, caught the mistake, didn't want you guys to think it was a different year that we were recording in, you know? Fair. If you're just watching this video as opposed to the whole entire length of the episode and you didn't watch the first little part that we had, uh, go check out in our online store where we got the shirts, the Pray for the Parlay, the Winter Soldier, and plenty more. Uh, another graphic, and then we have a couple other logo shirts as well. Get them in hoodies, a couple different colors, so yeah. go check it out. Um, Theissuesports.com. Yeah, Issuesports.com. You can find it in the link of I probably read this episode, this video, right? Every episode, every okay. video. Yep. Uh, that's, what, that's what I thought. Um, but without further ado, this segment here, we're going to be doing our top 14 NFL teams. You know how we do it. We start from 14 and go up. Let's get it going. Okay, 14. Seattle. Um, here, so I like Geno, but I think he's one of the weaker quarterbacks. Absolutely. Um, I think it's one of the weaker offenses. Look, it's, they, they can run the football a little bit with Kenneth Walker, and that has helped them a lot. But I also don't trust their defense in big spots either, uh, especially when you're looking at their matchup. They have to go on the road to the Niners. That's not a good spot for them. Their offense or defense, right? Yeah. The, in the trenches, they're going to lose. On the edge, they're going to lose. So I, I don't love the Seahawks going forward. I, I think they're in a good spot. they got a lot of draft capital. They're pretty young. Mm-hmm. Geno's good. You could either stick with him. You could either look to draft a guy. You could do both. Um, I like them going forward. I think they they have good direction as a franchise, but right now they're the weakest playoff team. I think so too. And when you're the surprise of the playoffs, most of the time you're going to find yourself at the bottom, right? Yeah. Nobody expected Seattle to make it here right. this year, um, but nevertheless, they did. They they have a pretty good team. They've been able to string some things together, um, and they've looked good. But as opposed to the rest of this list, I mean, you can't you can't even argue me into them being any higher, even one to two spots higher. You can't. I guess maybe I could see the argument for this next team, uh, number thirteen, the Giants. Here's the thing that separates me from the you know the Giants and the Seahawks. I think the Giants have an identity. I think Brian Dable, yeah. his clever offensive scheme. They know what they're going to do. They're going to run the football. Daniel Jones off play action. They're going to control the line of scrimmage on both sides of the football. Uh, their front seven is going to get after your quarterback, and they're going to find ways to win. They're very good situationally with Dable, which is a mark of a good coach. Um, so I think that's what separates them from Seattle, that situational awareness and their their identity. Yep. You know exactly what you're getting from, from New York. You see it every game they play. You, can ex- you know what to expect from them, and I think that is better than Seattle. Well, you said it best with you know, Brian Dable. You, yeah. you have the better coach. Uh, when they're right more now. offensively, right now, yes, for a career, obviously, Pete Super Bowl, two Super yeah. Bowl appearances. Yeah, but I don't USC. like the defensive Pete right now in this modern NFL where it's leaning more offensive. You've seen what Brian Dayball has been able to do in Buffalo and how he's been able to turn this Giants team around in just one season, um, and kind of make Daniel Jones look competent, right? Because he hasn't looked it for the past uh, however long he's been in New York. So, so either Daniel Jones. Do you think either Daniel Jones or Geno Smith won a playoff game? Wouldn't that be crazy? 
It would be a story. Um, it would be a story, and and actually, it's either going to be it's either going to be Brock Purdy or Geno Smith that wins a playoff game in that matchup. Who would have thought? Not me. Who would have thought? If you'd have guessed at the beginning of the season, hey, a seventh round rookie from Iowa State is going to host a playoff game, <laughs> and Geno Smith, who is a bust for the first eight years, is going to break the all time franchise single season passing record for Seattle and. And go in the playoffs and maybe win a game. Insane. It's insane. All right, number twelve here, the Dolphins. I don't know who their quarterback is. The only reason they're above the the other two teams is because I know what I'm getting on the on the perimeter. Right? They have fantastic skill pieces, good offensive line. They got good backs. Well, good offensive line. Sometimes, if they're healthy, and I think they are right now, uh, defense is pretty average at best. You got a good and they, coach, and they match up pretty well against Buffalo. They, they look before the snow started. That was a really competitive game. Yeah. And I don't think it's supposed to snow, so that's a that, that's a plus. And they actually beat Buffalo in Miami, so they match up decent. But I just don't know what I'm getting at quarterback. Yeah, it's it's they, always a toss up with them. They lack special at quarterback, yeah. so I can't I can't have them much higher because almost everybody on this list above is either a better quarterback or has better traits. Yes, and and I think one of the things that pushes them above those bottom two teams is the fact that they have a, a Mike McDaniel as their head coach right. uh, being able to hit you with schemes that you haven't seen and just be so creative offensively I think provides a ton especially in the playoffs I because agree. that's when you're going to need it the most I agree all right let's go with the Ravens at 11 I think the culture is better than Miami they have more of a history of winning I think they can run the football more consistently than Miami oh, yeah. which is going to keep you in more playoff games uh, since Roquan Smith got there that's a top five defense so I guess they're gonna they're gonna limit points. They're gonna get turnovers. They can run the football, so they can keep it close in a playoff game. At the end of the day, they don't have the talent on the perimeter, and they don't have the talent at quarterback if Lamar is not playing uh, to actually make a run and win a playoff game. But it's a talented roster with a good culture. So the Ravens land at eleven feels kind of right for me. Yeah, it does. Um, it's a strong team. They're always a strong team. They're always competitive in the late season. So you know, above an unproven Dolphins team, really, they they are very unproven. We've seen like right. a little bit of a spark this year, but other than that, not much. So yeah, I like the Ravens above them here. Let's go with the Bucks at ten. Uh, pretty much just Brady here and postseason Brady. Right. right, and their front seven at times is really, really good getting to the quarterback, stopping the run. So I feel like it's Brady along with just the fact that everybody on that that roster has playoff experience. They're tough. They're, they're a veteran team. Veteran teams tend to kind of take over in the playoffs. And, like, so, would it shock you if they made a run? No. That's exactly it, right? And, and, like, again, we'll get to predictions next segment, but, like, that's a team that could make noise that you – didn't really see coming because it's like well they're eight and nine offensive sucked has sucked all year so it's like and is it not like this is the perfect tom brady area right here he always gets kind of quiet just kind of underdog just swept to the corner for a while and you don't think about the bucks and you didn't think about the patriots when he was there and and then at the end of the season oh wait they're they kind of snuck in and then they're right there and then they're just kicking the crap out of everybody in the playoffs so Let's go with the Jags at nine because overall I think they're more talented. And right now, call me crazy, right now Trevor Lawrence is a better quarterback than Tom Brady. Statistically speaking and how he's played the last couple of weeks, that's not crazy to say. Big, plus arm, mobile, good good perimeter piece. Not great, but good. Zay Jones, Christian Kirk are a good pairing. Uh, I like Evan Ingram as as a tight end. Decent run game. Love Doug Peterson as a head coach. Defense is starting to get a pass rush. The other Josh Allen, yeah, uh, edge rusher from Kentucky, when he scored a touchdown on a on a, on a fumble recovery. Yeah, that which, was a nice scoop and score. Questionable call. It looked like an incomplete pass, but we'll take it. <laughs> questionable call. We'll take it. Um, I think the Jags on a neutral field right now would beat the Bucks. That's why they're ahead of them. Yep. All right, eight. Uh, let's go with the Vikings. It's a better all-around roster than the Jaguars. I like their piece on the perimeter better. I like their running game better. Um, and not that I, I don't love Kirk Cousins, but he is certainly a, a very capable NFL quarterback. Yes. He, he's steady. He's not going to make a ton of mistakes. Now, you get him on the road in prime time, different story. But he's hosting a playoff game. Should be okay. The only thing Should be okay, but their defense is bad. That's why they're not high. And that's the weakest offensive line this high up on the list. Right? Uh, I, I mean, like... They haven't been able to really clear holes for Dalvin Cook. They haven't been able to really pass protect for Kirk Cousins. So it's it's shaky. And the yeah. Vikings are a coin flip, it seems like, every single week. They either come out and they look like a top two, three team in the, in the NFC, or they come out and they just play a brand of football where it's like, wow, I think a middle school team could probably compete right now. 
That's fair. That's fair. You're right. It is a coin flip. Uh, you don't, but I will say you know exactly what Vikings team you're getting by the first drive. Yep, it, it's know, very evident. First drive on defense. First drive on offense. You see one. You know one one series on offense. One series on defense. You know exactly how the game's going to go. I knew it was over when they couldn't score in four attempts from like the two yard line against Green Bay. Hundred percent. You knew. First you knew quarter. That was it. First drive. It was done for them right yep. there. Yep. All right, number seven, the Cowboys. First of all, I like their run game a lot better than, than other teams. Uh, you, they have two good backs. Their offensive line is good enough. Dak is it's a B plus. Dak's a B plus, really solid quarterback. I don't love the picks, but Dak is a grown up in the room, good solid quarterback. Um, CD Lamb's a pretty good one. Michael Gallup's an okay two. Uh, I like the pass rush, although they they seem like not ready to play something like. Is it just me, or do they not look ready to play at all in Week 18 against the Commanders? That's been Dallas football recently. That's and, why and they're not hired. Here's their chance to finally get a playoff win for the first time in 25 years against a a, a weaker roster in Tampa Bay, right? So, like, you have your chance now. Dallas, if you lose this one, it's going to look bad for you. It's going to look bad. It's going to be really bad. Um, and, and the lack of playoff experience for Dak is not going to be great matched up against a Tom Brady. In the who, playoffs, who gets the blame if they lose? Dak and Jerry. Dak and Jerry. Jerry. Big, yeah. No McCarthy. Oh well, McCarthy. Who do you think? Who do you think? If they lose, McCarthy's gets, gone. Think? It, it, I think. I think it's. I think it's interesting. He has to be. If you still can't win, they've added so many pieces. It's interesting. If they lose, why they are. Dak, why doesn't Dak get the blame? Does Dak get the blame? Dak gets the blame, the owner gets the blame, and I'd say the head coach. Other you than think that, the head coach gets most? You think, you think McCarthy gets take most a, of it? He's going to take a lot of it, but I think Dak's going to take a lot. Who do you think deserves to take the most of it? Jerry. You think Jerry? He's the one that paid Dak. He's the one that overpaid Zeke. He's the one that kind of put them in the cap hell that they're in. That's, that's the, a that's good the point. the reason they're in this spot. That's a great point. Like, he put them there. Okay, Don't be so, surprised if they lose. So what about the, just the other two? McCarthy or Dak, who do you think deserves more blame? If they lose, if they lose first round, doesn't matter if it's close or humiliating, whatever. However, they lose first round. Look, Dallas couldn't get it done when McCarthy wasn't there, so I'd say Dak. Thank you. I'd say okay, Dak. So right. So first couple years, Dak had a really good run game. Was able to throw on second and four yeah. and third and one, thirteen and three rookie year, right? But then it was Jason Garrett's fault. Then it was. The defense. Oh yeah. So first it was the defense's fault. Thirteen and three, but the defense was bad. Then it was Jason Garrett can't call plays. Jason Garrett's not creative. Jason Garrett doesn't make Dak work. And now it's oh McCarthy's clock management. This McCarthy's clock management. That. Well, I'm watching Herbert with Brandon Staley, who is kind of a really bad game manager, and he doesn't seem to have those problems. And so I'm, you and tell I'm me. Watching Dak. Burrow with Zach Taylor, an unproven guy, hitch the team to his back and take him to a Super Bowl. So like, so but everybody <laughs> wants to blame McCarthy. So it's interesting. I I would tend to agree. Little segue there. Okay. Um, all right, number six here, the Chargers. Again, I, I love their quarterback. I think he's significantly better than anyone below on this list, except maybe Lawrence. Or yeah, yeah. Um, and if Mike Williams is healthy, that's a team. That is really, really good, Yeah. especially on the perimeter. Austin Eckler is a touchdown machine. Keenan Allen's good. Uh, and if Mike Williams is healthy, they have their deep threat jump ball type guy. And at the end of the day, I know their defense has underwhelmed, but in any given game, you have the best edge rusher and maybe one of the best corners, J.C. Jackson. Yeah. They can, and you have Derwin James. They can play good enough. If they can get pressure, take a little bit of – at least for part of the game, half of the game. If you I can agree. generate a good pass rush, take some pressure off those those DBs and force them into a different scheme and get them playing a brand of football that they're not used to, Right. that's going to be it. And then you have Jay Herb. The rest is – I mean, you're pretty solid on the offense there. Let's go with the Eagles at five. I know people are like, well, why aren't they high? Well, first of all, they're they're banged up. Their offensive line's banged up. Jalen Hurts' throwing shoulder, that's a problem, is banged up. They haven't looked uh, like the same team in the last have two weeks. not looked like the same team, even with all their starters playing and healthy and back. Well, quote-unquote healthy, still a little bit banged up, I think. Uh, they only beat the Giants by six. So, mm, Giants starting a backup quarterback, mind you. So, yeah. And let's uh, not forget, like, the you Steelers can, went 11-1. and one. You know, and then we saw right. what happened. Last unbeaten team historically loses in the first round the majority of the times. So now I, they have the bye, which is good. Hopefully, they can get a little healthier. It's not that easy just to be like, oh, best record number one. That's not the, that's not the case here. No, not at all. Because I think the Bills are a better team, and they're at four here. I like their quarterback better. I like their weapons we better. Love their quarterback. Love their quarterback. 
love their quarterback. Winter Soldier. Um, I like their weapons much better. I think their defense has more top-end talent. Now, I think the Eagles' defense is deeper, but I think the Bills has more top-end talent. Yep. In big games, I'll tend to go with top-end talent. So I think the Bills at four makes sense slightly over the Eagles. Yeah, I'll roll with that too. I mean, you can't you can't talk me out of the Bills being over the Eagles right now. But number three, the Bengals. I think they have the most precise, the most accurate, the most calm, the most cool quarterback in the league, Joe Burrow. And dude is losing uh, confidence too. And by the way, go go buy the Joe, Joe Burrow shirt on our on our website. But whatever. Um, but like seriously, is there anybody better situationally on third down against a pass rush, throwing out to the numbers no. fourth quarter There's overtime? Not. There's not. There's not. There's not. Joe Burrow, when you need him most, is the best. I don't know if I want to say leader, but I'm going to say leader. The best leader of men on the field in the league right now. Him and Mahomes are the king of last second drafts. Couldn't agree more. Uh, Bengals at three here. I'll have the Niners at two, slightly above the Bengals, because in in the presence of bad weather, a bad game from your quarterback, you, you know your defense isn't playing really well, they can still win because their run game can control the time of possession, can control the clock, can control the physicality, oh, yeah. the tempo of the game. I think the Bengals can run, but it's not what they do best, so the Niners are slightly better because they can win multiple ways. I, I 100% agree. Number one, the Chiefs. It's an offensive league. They're number one in total yards, number one in scoring. Patrick I mean, like, Mahomes. What else? Patrick you, Mahomes, that's all you have to say. Andy Reid, Pat Mahomes. Uh, you're pretty much good. All right, 1 through 14. Chiefs, Niners, Bengals, Bills, Eagles, Chargers, Cowboys, Vikings, Jags, Bucks, Ravens, Dolphins, Giants, Seahawks. There you go. Let's get into some news here going into Super Wild Card Weekend. So, in honor of Super Wild Card Weekend, a lot of NFL news today. So, let's start actually with something that will probably end up, actually, 100% will end up becoming a story right after the playoffs. Tom Brady to the Raiders is appearing to heat up, according to sources across the league. Look, I'm not sure about the fit. I think it's okay. Um, you know, familiar system, decent weapons, little Devontae Adams. I don't know. Anyway, what are your thoughts on Brady to the Raiders? He's you know, He's got weapons if he goes there. Or at least one really solid number one receiver, and then you can kind of well, build around that. Well, Hunter Reference is a really good slot. Yeah, so you have options. It's not like you're devoid of talent. And, I mean... Brady in a Vegas just sounds like it makes sense too. He's like it's a pretty big brand. Yeah, a huge brand. Tom has obviously a huge brand away from football. The TB12 brand is taking off like in all facets of like exercise, nutrition. Yep. So you're going to want to be around it's got the clothing uh, brand, the Tom Brady brand. Yeah, right. So yeah. in Vegas, I think he'll do well like just with personal stuff on more. the field. It confuses me a bit because they are unstable, right? This this is a franchise that has just recently moved in the last you know ten years, five years. Has not been um, stable. Bunch so of coaches. They um, they, there's like a couple of green flags, but also things that make me draw back a little bit when it comes to like the actual organization itself when it goes higher up and higher up. Because we saw like with an unproven coach, it, in Tampa, it hasn't looked good. So. If I, if anybody, if I'm Mark Davis, the owner of the Raiders, I am doing everything I can to bring Tom Brady to to Las Vegas. Oh, for so, Vegas, it makes sense. They need Brady. Well, not just yeah, not just from a football standpoint, but Mark Davis is like the poorest owner now. Now, by human standards, he is not poor at all. Oh, no. yeah, but out of all thirty-two, fun. he is the poorest NFL owner. Do you know how much money Tom Brady would make you? Like instantly. It's like the LeBron effect. Like Just LeBron is gonna, and... LeBron's gonna increase the 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 franchise value by a billion and a half as soon as he signs with your team. Yeah, Brady is pretty close to that. I mean, he's if anybody he's... if anybody's rooting for Brady to pick the Raiders, it's gotta be Mark Davis. Yes, um, what that would do to that franchise would be huge. I makes think you it would relevant. Be monumental makes you um, irrelevant. Nobody cares. I don't care about them without him. And I yes. like and I like Derek Carr, it's and I still just, don't care about the team because they're not good. Does it not like? Does it not make you think a little bit though that it's not the most stable system? And you no, know, it's they've not. had all the stuff with John Gruden last yeah. year, and then getting into the interim, and then a new coach this year. So like, look, no, I'm not, I'm not saying it. It's not, but it would be the bumpier of the transitions. Yeah, it'd of, be. of like the I'd say you know we'll get to it later. But there are a couple options for Brady. But but uh, Josh McDaniels, that's the thing. Yeah. That that's why it'd be slightly stable. But either way, uh, next next story here. So the Bears locked up the number one overall pick. Uh, I guess it's kind of a bonus hit because about two months ago, you know, we said probably even more than that. 
No, no, no. I mean, how many months was before the, like five months ago, before the season even started, yeah. uh, that they were one of the worst teams in football, and it was pretty obvious. But anyway, but this now means that the Texans have the number two pick. I don't know who lands in Houston, whether it's Bryce Young or whether they ended up going defense. I feel bad for them. Uh, but do you think a lot of people were talking? Should they have tanked that last like that last game, that last quarter? Like they had a fourth and twenty, a fourth and twelve that they converted. They finally get a touchdown in the last minute or so. Then they go for two for the lead. Like a lot of people are arguing. Well, they did the wrong thing by not tanking. What do you think about it? Like I don't know. I mean, you play every every game as hard as you can, but like you have to have that in the back of your mind that you want that first overall pick. I think it's going to be okay this year though because the draft is very very talented and you like at a number 2 pick you're still going to get somebody great. So I, even if you get the second quarterback, I don't mind that. Yeah, so here's here's So what the are you going to take CJ Stroud or Bryce Young basically? Right. So a lot of people are like, well, they'll still like like Chicago's not going to take a quarterback ahead of them, so like they're they're fine. They're still going to get the number 1 quarterback. They'll get Bryce Young if they want him, who they're probably going to take at one anyway, right? Maybe. Maybe. But there's so many holes in that Chicago roster. The value of number one and the chance of them trading down to get more picks, they could trade. This is a loaded class right now. Yeah, this is a that's well, why I, it, There's three or four guys that could go number one that would go number one in a lot of other years as well. That's why I don't mind the and, Texans picking it too. Well, yeah, but my point is if they did want Bryce Young. There's a there's a good chance that somebody could trade up, give away a lot of draft capital to go get him. Maybe say Seattle from Denver's three because you don't have to give up as much to move from three to one. Yeah, they have all the picks. They have a lot of draft capital from that trade with Russ. Could they trade up to go get a Bryce Young? They could. Chicago could then get two firsts out of it instead of just one first, and you only move back two slots. Right. You know what I mean? So it's almost mutually beneficial, right? But again, I, I'm kind of with you though with the whole like they play hard every game. I don't think they should have tanked. Plus, Lovey Smith had to know he was going to be fired. I'm sorry if you didn't. You're just not paying attention. Yeah, so who cares at that point if you're him? At that point, you're going for the win. Yeah. And if anything, that would make me want to go for the win more. Like screw that organization. I don't care. Like he had to have known. Yeah. I mean, and if he didn't, you had to have at least have about. an idea. I mean, you had to at least like have an idea. GMs are sitting there with their eyes shut at this point in the season. They're looking at, they're projecting. Okay, who are we taking? So, they're already doing, they have mock drafts made. Yeah, and, the, and those players, like, that left guard probably does not care about next year. Right now. During no. that game. He wants to be the division rival. That's about it. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think you should have tanked, but it is an interesting scenario in terms of draft picks. All right. Uh, I think I think Denver has the three or the four, something like that. Um, or like would have the three or four, so it's Seattle that's going to be up there. Yeah. All right, third story here. So Tua, not even cleared for practice ahead of their playoff matchup with Buffalo. I think it was a week 13, or no, I'm sorry, week 16 concussion. That's really uh, good. Against the Packers. Two questions. One, do they stand a chance with no Tua? And two, do they re-sign Tua? They Start with the first one. They, they, they haven't. Chance? They haven't played good without him, really. I mean, they've been decent, and, with, but, like, and against playoff play, teams, they haven't played good with them. No, so like, I think either way, the Dolphins are going to be a quick exit. Yeah, we've said it. It's not their year. I like the direction they're moving. They're going to need a, some extra time. And there was a great point brought up um, a couple days ago now with Lamar to possibly go to Miami. I think that could be good. I think years down the road, we'll be looking at them competing more. I don't know if it really matters at this point. So So you don't think they, should they re-sign Tua? Now, second question. I I agree with you on the first, by the way. Maybe one more year. Take it another year. year? Take it another year. See what you can do. And if he still has the same injury problems, if he still has this, like... He's been relatively lackluster. Like it's not like he's come out and lit the world on fire and showed everybody in Miami that he deserves a big contract or that he deserves to be one of the top paid. That's fair. So I wouldn't personally. I, so first of all, you don't move off somebody till you know who's going to replace him. That's one thing. So with a really really nice free agent market out there and a nice like possible trade market, and if you have you a can, very attractive place to exactly, come to. Exactly. If you can upgrade while Tyree kills in his prime, while Jalen Waddle's still cheap labor and hasn't been paid yet, while you have Teron Armstead, who is an aging left tackle, go 
get if you can upgrade to an Aaron Rodgers to uh do I dare dare say Derek Carr's an upgrade? I think he is. He is. I think 100%. he is. Hundred uh, percent. If you can go get a Tom Brady, if you can go, uh, you know, entice Lamar or maybe get a trade with with the Ravens for a Lamar, I think you have to do it now. That's not saying you have to move off to a 100% because if that's the if it's move off to it to go draft a college guy late in the like fir- late in the first round I don't like that absolutely not I don't no. think it's a good idea if you can upgrade to a ready to win really nice veteran quarterback proven proven then you do it then you do it yes all right so final story here Mike Tomlin with an interesting little soundbite here saying that Kenny Pickett isn't quote a franchise quarterback quite yet. He said that he doesn't want to saddle the young quarterback with the term franchise quarterback. My question will be, well, what the hell is he? What'd you spend a first round draft pick on for, right? The name of the game is to draft a guy, support him in any way you can, and see if he can deliver. Right? Not tell him that he's not a franchise quarterback. Like, that does not seem like something I would do. Like, what what the hell is he then? This is like... Is he not? Yeah. I mean, he, he has to be. That's so, what you so drafted not, him to do. So he's not a franchise quarterback, then he's a bridge quarterback. And who the hell are you bridging to? Back to Mitch? <laughs> like, what are we doing here? Are we bridging <laughs> to Duck Hodges? Duck, come on back. Like, what are we doing? I don't know. He's your franchise. Kenny Two Gloves, the franchise, baby. Yeah. You would you would expect the person that you drafted, you know, in the first round, the only quarterback taken in the first round. And I just don't get it. You go out and grab him when you had other positions of need. But, hey, uh, maybe that's just us. I don't know. This feels like a weird situation. This feels like... That's weird, but I mean, to be fair, he might just like be not trying to put pressure on Kenny. But like, I, I don't. Like I said, support the guy any way you can, right? Tua with Brian Flores was toxic. You see, one year with Mike McDaniel, he's already a better quarterback. Kirk like, Cousins from Mike you, Zimmer to, why are to you Kevin still, O'Connell. Why are you still banging on him? Like, like I get support. that statement. I get that statement. If you haven't seen him play yet, like. You draft him. Somebody asks that question. We don't know if he's our franchise guy yet. We, 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 we him, hope we, li- we like some of his things. We're and hopeful right. that he'll be our franchise 100%. guy. But after you play a season with him, why are you still why are you still ripping him? You're his coach. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Like a lot of your predictions for Super Wild Card ah, Weekend. Come on, let's go. All right, on the other side of the break, here we'll have our Super Wild Card Weekend predictions. Don't go anywhere. What's up? We are back in the third segment on Thursday, January 12th. Um, So we got our first week of predictions for the postseason in the NFL. And then we will get into a little bit of a QB carousel. Where are people going to land here uh, in free agency? And there will be a decent amount of movement, I would assume, um, in this offseason. So kind of get into some of that. But just wanted to remind you guys. Again, um, go to theissuesports.com. Check out everything in the shop. Uh, you can find it very easily, theissuesports.com slash shop, if you wanted to go directly to that. But if you just click the link in the description of the episode, wherever you're watching, listening, or if you find your way onto Instagram, it's also there in the bio, or really anything with our name on it, you can find uh, the link to our website. So go Pretty check easy, out yeah. all the stuff over there. Quality's amazing, and you know, you're not going to find fan shirts like this, right? You're not going to find a, a Josh Allen Winter Soldier shirt anywhere else. You know where you are going to find it, though? You're going to find it at theissuesports.com. So make sure you head over to there, check everything out, and buy something. We appreciate it. Uh, but like I said, we have Super Wild Card Weekend to predict, so let's get going. Right, let's go Niners at – I'm sorry, Niners hosting the Seattle Seahawks. Interesting. The line is 9.5. Uh, for San Francisco, kind of makes sense. They're at home. Yeah. Who do you like? I like San Francisco, and I don't think it's even going to be that close. Um, I like their defense. I don't think it really matters if they have Brock Purdy playing quarterback. You know, it, it seems like anybody that could fit in that offense, as long as you're smart with the football, you can distribute it, make the right throw. You don't have to do anything crazy with your arm. You don't have to do anything crazy getting out of the pocket, scrambling, keeping plays alive for 30, 45 seconds, and then making a throw like you see Mahomes and uh, Burrow do. Burrow doesn't even do as much, but you know what I mean. You don't have to be spectacular uh, over the top at quarterback. I like San Francisco. They are a powerhouse in the NFC, and there's not really many teams that I could see stopping them. So they're winning the first round. I am also going to take the Niners here. Uh, look, Brock Purdy is plenty good enough to go ahead and beat Seattle. Uh, the offensive line is much better. 
I mean, at, at, at pretty much every level, they're a better football team. I like their coach better, their offensive line. I like their running game, their weapons on the outside, you know, front seven, secondary. They have, like, an all-pro level player at every level. So, I mean, yeah, the Niners, not as a clear choice here. Yeah. All right, Chargers. As a wild card team with a better record going on the road to Jacksonville, who do you like? The only 50-50 probability game here, I'm going to take the Chargers. Simply because I do not trust the Jags yet to win in the playoffs. I think what they've done this year is huge for them. They've made strides. We've seen Trevor Lawrence be a very good quarterback in the NFL, which are things that they needed to to see this year. They needed a, a real temperature gauge of the team without all the noise in Urban Meyer. They got that. They got to the playoffs. They did well. They won their division. That's that's exceeding expectations. Above 500. I do, not, nine games. I do nine games. not see them beating the Chargers, though. I am going to go with the chosen one. The Prodigals. No, I'm just kidding. I have to go with the Chargers. Yeah, I was going to say. If you, I have to go with the Chargers. If you switch so, it up and pick the Jags here. Oh, man. No, no, no. I'm going to go with the Chargers. So, if you look at the stats, it's, it's kind of interesting. Uh, teams that... Are like a top five. They have a they have like a top five pick. The year before, when they make the playoff the following year, like their record is. I think their winning percentage is like under twenty percent. Like yeah. teams that are really really bad that turn it around and make the playoffs that next year don't necessarily do good because you take steps. Right, you're still learning how to win. Uh, that's a really really big spot, especially you know you're at home in front of your fans. Don't want to disappoint. That's a big spot. I feel like. They kind of have the pressure on them, not the Chargers having the pressure on themselves, right? So right. the Jags have the pressure on them. I'll go with the Chargers. Plus, at this point, I trust Justin Herbert more. I do, yes. Slightly, but a little bit more. I've seen Trevor Lawrence in flashes. I haven't seen a consistency like like a Jay Herb. I agree. All right. The Dolphins as a seven seed travel to the two-seeded Buffalo Bills. Who do you like? The Bills. Um, So it's not going to be the Dolphins' year. We talked about it a little bit earlier. I don't see them going anywhere this year. Uh, They need to make some changes. I'm not sure if two is the guy. So, you know, they if they can find a veteran, and you know, in I'm sure, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's uh, he just hasn't been able to win against good competition, and you're going to need that if you want to make any sort of a playoff run. So look. I'm going Bills, and plus you can't deny what what's in Buffalo. You have Josh Allen, who is literally Stephon everything Diggs. of your every piece and part of your team, and that's all you need. Um, Josh Allen's going to lead them through a crazy playoff run. I'm predicting so. Bills. All right, big one here. NFC three seeded Vikings hosting the six seeded Giants. Who do you like? Not the Giants. Huh? I, I don't trust them to win why, at this why? point. Uh, just because of the mm, the instability with Daniel Jones, you never know if you're gonna if he's either gonna fumble four times or throw a bunch of interceptions. Um, so it's just, I, can you trust him in a in a playoff game like this? You're, you're taking the Giants. I know you like the Giants here, don't you? Give me <laughs> the New York Football Giants, baby. No. Yes, Daniel Jones. Saquon Barkley, Brian Zabel, the New York Football Giants. Over the Vikings? On the road. Over the Vikings. On the road. Over the Vikings. Over the Vikings. Over the Vikings. So you're taking Daniel Jones I am taking to be Daniel Jones. Kirk Cousins. 100%. 100%. I feel great about it. I feel great about it. So look, they met in Minnesota, what was that, week 17 or week 16? Week 16 or 17. It took a 61-yard field goal. Mm-hmm. For the Vikings to beat the Giants, I will take what I perceive right now as a more clever offensive line. We can argue better coach or whatever. More clever offensive line with Brian Dable. Yeah, I agree with I that. I will take a better running game, slightly better running game. I will take a better front seven and a better defense. That travels in the playoffs. And I'll take a more mobile quarterback in a league that is so dependent on quarterback mobility. The New York football giants, baby. The splits are going to be amplified this week. There's two of them, the and New they're going to be giants. amplified. we got six games, two splits. Come on. All right. Ravens. The what? Six seed? Yeah, six seed Ravens. Going to the three-seeded Bengals. Who do you like? Give me the Bungles and Joe Burr. Okay? Daddy leaving, Joe Burrow. They're not losing to the division rival Ravens who are beat up. And what's the like, deal with Lamar? Come on, like you, you don't know what to expect with Lamar, but I know exactly what to expect with Joe Burrow. 100%. Um, and even if they're down 
a touchdown, 10 points with like two minutes left. I still like the Bengals just because of what Joe Burrow has been able to do late game and especially in the fourth quarter. So I'm going to go Bengals. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think for all those same reasons as well. Let's go the Cowboys. They are the five seed. They travel to the eight and nine under 500 Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. They have Who a shot. I'm, I'm taking the Cowboys to get their very first playoff win in the last 25 years. It's going to happen this year. I'm not like now I, we know the repercussions. We talked about what the repercussions could be if they lose this one. But I That's do like the Cowboys roster more than uh, than the Bucks. And I, I think Dak is way more of a physically talented quarterback more than Brady at this point. Uh, obviously, Brady has you know all the experience and he has the best football mind out of any of the quarterbacks. But I think Dak can do a little bit more to move the pocket, be a little bit more mobile, make the big throws, huge arm. And let's be honest, they have something to play for. Like, we know what's going to happen in Dallas. It's going to be absolute chaos and mayhem if they would lose to this team at this spot. Like, everybody's expecting a win now from, from Dallas. Interesting pick. I respect the pick. Might agree with you, but I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> Let's go. Underdogs all the way. Tampa Bay. They're plus two and a half. Love the play at home. Tom Brady. That defense. Come on. Against no. Dak. Tony Pollard. Zeke. They're shutting them down. CD's getting nothing over the top. Defense is going to get humiliated. I will take the Bucks by a touchdown. Mayhem in Dallas. Mayhem in Dallas. I think I don't. Mayhem in Dallas. I'm not a big Dallas guy. I would not shy away from seeing some mayhem in Dallas, but I, I just don't think that's going to happen this year. Give me the Bucks, baby. Bucks. All right, just to kind of go. go back through, we'll both take the Niners. We'll both take the Chargers, Bills, and Bengals. We are split. Uh, you'll take the Vikings. I'll take the Giants. You're taking the Cowboys. Give me the Bucks. I like the underdogs. Um, you're going all favorites. Bold. I like it. There's always one or two up uh, upsets, so that's why I, I picked my two upsets. We'll see how it goes, but those are our predictions uh, for Super Wild Card Weekend. But let's go ahead and shift our focus to kind of the the repercussions and what we feel is going to happen after the season and after these NFL playoffs. Yeah, a lot of moves coming up. A lot of moves coming up. Um, so let's go with a little bit of a quarterback carousel discussion. All right, so a little quarterback carousel game. We're going to take six quarterbacks. So yeah, what, five quarterbacks. So we're going to take five five quarterbacks that we think, those are the top five free agent quarterbacks or that we, that we expect to be either free agents or on the market via trades. This upcoming offseason, we're going to give the top two options. We're going to give the, the, the first option. That's where we think they're going to go. We'll discuss maybe a backup plan. Yeah. And for one of them, we actually have three. So let's get right into it. Let's start with Derek Carr. Uh, the first option that's pretty clear to me is the Bucks. I think Tom Brady's gone. Yeah. Right. I think Tom Brady's going to leave, probably pursue. You know, we'll get into him later. He, he is later in the, uh, in the segment here. So Tom leaves. Again, we'll talk about that when we get there but they're going to need a quarterback that's ready to win now that's a veteran roster with some pretty big contracts right mike evans chris godwin some off the line pieces really tough to put a rookie in there their defense right so i don't think the timeline of the team with a rookie quarterback would fit the timeline of your, the rest of your roster yeah right what's your what your timeline is perfect for is a veteran quarterback that gives you a chance to win within the next two to three years and I think that you have to go veteran. And I think Derek Carr is a great choice because I, I don't think it makes much sense to go f- for like a Jimmy G. No, it doesn't. I think and he's I- too similar to a Brady. I don't think you're going to get a Rodgers. I don't think you're going to you know go out and make a splash for, you know, trade for Lamar or something like that. Outside of this year, Derek Carr throws for touchdowns. Okay, He throws for yards. He's a, he's a really quarterback. good quarterback. Yeah. Um, and I think he'd fit in that Bucks system well. Uh, and it's very interesting because... You, you lose Brady, but you gain a Derek Carr in this instance. I don't really think that's much of a step down for uh, for Tampa Bay. I don't think it is, and I think it's a different feel in the locker room, too, which you have no idea how the team's going to react, how the team plays with him. Yeah. You have no idea how he's going to fit in that system. And he's so. a great leader. Like, he has playoff experience. He oh, led yeah. that team to yeah. a playoff with zero pieces around him. 100%. So I agree. So, now, a good team to also watch, like a dark horse pick, Watch out for the commanders. I don't think it's... I think you're the one that really 
pushed for this being a possibility because, again, I don't think their timeline fits a full rebuild with a rookie quarterback. Well, also, just for Derek Carr's own wants and needs, what has he never had? He's never had a defense, defense yeah. and the commanders have a defense. You said he'd fit well with Ron Rivera. I think he would. It makes they have sense. receivers to they throw They have to. receivers. Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, like they had Jahan Dotson, they have the guys. You draft right for a year or two. You 100%. get some. You get a running back. Fortify the O line a little bit. Fortify the O line. You, you're fine on pass rush. You don't need to maybe, worry about the maybe front. Get another secondary piece. Yeah, yeah you don't no, need to worry about the front seven though. Uh, I agree. It's a great defense. I think that would be a, a great like number two spot. I agree. All right, next one. Let's go with Jimmy G. So, I think for the first and pretty clear one, I think everybody probably has this on their bingo card here. The Jets. Um, the familiarity with Sala is clear. Uh, and then Matt LaFleur, their OC, he's also very, very familiar with. Also coming from the Shanahan tree, yeah. uh, the brother of, of, of uh, Matt LaFleur. So the familiarity, familiarity there with the OC and the head coach just makes sense. Plus, it's New York. It's big time. That's a harsh really media. Good. Jimmy's a veteran. He could step in. He just feels like New York. Like I feel like he would fit in New York. Uh, you don't have to worry about the media getting to Jimmy G. He's been there. He's done that. That's not a problem for him. Jets at one feels right. Yes. Um, it does. He feels like he would fit into the system well. Like you said, he has. He knows the coaches. And he's a really good quarterback. It's just... Like, what it, they need is a veteran. That's exactly... They already had the gunslinger He has guy. the experience. He's been to a Super Bowl. He'd be... The best thing the Jets could ask for. He'd be well and beyond a Zach Wilson. So, well, that, that's my point. Like, you, you tried the young gun, the gunslinger guy. Clearly, that didn't work. Didn't work. So, how about we get a veteran, accurate quarterback that can run your system and, and distribute the Jimmy football G. to really, really underrated skill pieces? Everybody loves Jimmy G. Couldn't too. agree more. Second little spot, though, the Raiders. So, we're going to talk later who we think that the number one person to go to the Raiders are. But if the Raiders don't get that number one option... I feel like Jimmy G would be the next best option, right? And Going to what? Knowing who we have for the who gets the maybe who, we'll do who maybe, gets the spot and who who's the backup. To maybe the spot. we'll do him next. So, <laughs> so look again, familiarity with the system. Josh McDaniels, he was in New England for a, a number of years, and again, I think Jimmy G makes less mistakes than Derek Carr. I think he brings the temperature in the room down a little bit. Everyone's kind of you know all upset. Derek Carr's been trying to get run out of Las Vegas, so they've been trying to run Derek Carr out of Las Vegas for. Ever out of that Three organization yeah. forever, yeah. And so I think I think Jimmy G brings the temperature in the room down a little bit, familiarity of the system. That's kind of the the prototype quarterback that McDaniel's is looking for, so it fits on both sides of the coin there. I like that. So let's let's skip to the last one here. Then Tom Brady. I think the number one choice is the Raiders. So a lot of people are saying Niners. That's the second choice we have. Let me explain to you why the Raiders are number one and what we expect. What this was guess, debated over, yeah. Right. This is what our guess is to where they go, not like the best fit per se because we don't i don't think the niners job is necessarily open you were talking the whole world if you have a chance to get brady he's 46 years old he's four you have two really nice young quarterbacks trey lance with the talent and brock purdy with the ability to run the offense with insane efficiency you have two really really nice young quarterbacks that you're not paying anything to so you can keep a loaded roster around them why would you go out and spend for a guy like brady when you don't have you to. You don't need to. In a weak NFC, you don't have to have Brady. And is he that much better right now? I don't I think I mean, that's the line of scrimmage, leadership, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Is he that the much cerebral statistically stuff, better? Yes. Is he going to produce that much more? No, I don't think so. Exactly. So I don't think the Niners' job is necessarily open. That's why it's not number one, because clearly that's the best fit. Yeah. He's from there, best roster, best coach, right? That all makes sense. But the Raiders is number one for him because that would be his second choice. And I think the only one of his top couple choices that's going to be open. Now, can I play devil's advocate for a second? For sure. For the Raiders. He went to the NFC to escape the AFC quarterbacks. So going to the Raiders, then he's competing in division twice a year with Mahomes, twice a year with Herbert, and whatever, twice a year with Russ. So there will be two well, old and, and Russ will be better. Russ, there's no way he could be as bad as he was last year. Right. But you have... You welcome yourself right back into the AFC, and with you're going to be playing Burrow. You're it's gonna be interesting. Play, like I feel like the great ones don't think about that as much, though. Yeah, I'm just saying. I, I, it's interesting. If it was a factor for him to leave New England to go down Do we know and be was? in Tampa Bay, I think it could have been. I mean, because 
He also, retired. at the time, though, Stafford was – well, I guess Stafford wasn't going there at the time. That's a good point. That's a good point. I don't know. I'm just – it's something to look at. I do like the Raiders, though. I think it, it makes a lot of sense. All right, little dark horse pick number three here, the Dolphins. If they choose to move off two, which we don't know if they are, I think they're about 50-50 on it in my head. That's probably where they're at right now. Tom would fit there, too. I think he would fit there. Again, doesn't have to move very far. Just going to Miami. Still warm, aqua water, right? You're chilling. Also get the two fastest players on the on the planet who are really good yards after the catch. We know Tom likes to throw short, let his receivers run, so it's an interesting then he, interesting fit. And he gets to go back to uh, Gillette quite a few times. Exactly, and also if he does like the enticing idea of a Shanahan offense, boom, Mike McDaniel is probably the best disciple from that as of right now from a scheme standpoint. And Mike McDaniel seems like the guy who would be able to like take – like, take the hands off and let Brady kind of do his thing, too. Like, right. coach him, still do what he can. But at the, at the same time, you have to respect who you're coaching. Right. Um, so I think Dolphins would fit. All right, we got two more here real quick. Let's go Daniel Jones. Number one, I think he stays with the Giants. I think they actually re-signed Daniel Jones. Uh, I think he fits what they want to do for now. And look, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen don't grow on trees. If you have a quarterback that fits in your system, look, we can sit here and argue all day. Try to make it work. But... Where are they? Are they going to go upgrade? Are they going to get a Derek Carr? Because if so, then we could talk. If they can go get a Derek Carr, then we'll, then we'll talk. But I think you're probably going to be able to get relatively cheap labor with Daniel Jones, so they're probably going to re-sign him. That's my guess. Right or wrong, that's the guess, and I think that's probably what's going to happen. A little dark horse number two, Atlanta. Maybe because Daniel Daniel's not good enough to go out and get one of those top spots, like yeah. an Oakland or well Vegas. Sorry, like a Vegas, or like a, a San, Miami, like a San Fran if it would open up, like a Miami if it opens up. He's not good enough to go get that job, but he can get a a low end bridge like a Falcons or a Panthers, maybe something like yeah. that. So, all right, last one here, Aaron Rodgers. Where's he ending up? Much like Daniel Jones, he'll sign. With the Packers, or well, I guess just continue, in Green Bay. continue playing out the contract yeah. that he signed. Uh, look, I have no evidence to tell me that Aaron Rodgers is going to play this game where he talks about retirement and then actually go through with it. Or talk about, well, we don't know what's in the cards here in my future in uh, Green Bay. And then actually go through with it. He talks about it every offseason, and mm-hmm. he always ends up coming back with the Packers. And by week six, he's like, happy to be here, best decision I've ever made. So, I don't. I don't think he leaves. I don't think he's got the guts to do it. I don't. I don't think he does. He'll be back on the Pat McAfee show talking about being at Lambeau. I don't think year. he's got the guts to do it. But if he does have the guts to waive his no trade clause, the Titans I think is the best option. I think that's a good number two option. Look, so I in the trade. I don't know if you'd have to give up Derrick Henry or not. But either way, I, th- I would advise them to release Derrick Henry and use that cap space to go get him more weapons. Yeah. But they have a young young wide receiver on the rise. Offensive line's improving. Defense is pretty good. You got a good coach, good culture. Because there's not a lot of good teams that are going to trade for him. No, like like really really top end playoff teams. Because you Cause we if, haven't seen him age. Because if you look at all the top end playoff teams, they have young quarterbacks. The Chiefs, Bills, yeah, you know, Bengals. Like all, they have top end young talent. They're not going to go trade for a Rod. And they shouldn't. Titans though, that makes sense to me. But, uh, no, that's all we have uh, for the show today, guys. Again, thank you for listening. We have the shirts. Yeah. Go, go check, check out, out the link and the website. Running a deal now, too. Running a deal. Go get the coupon. Subscribe to the newsletter. There's coupons in there. Seriously, go check it out, guys. We appreciate you listening. Go ahead and do the honors. That was the issue.